everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. It has been a very eventful week in the paranormal news world, unlike last week. And I have a bunch of stuff to report to you this week for paranormal news. Um, This week, there was a report on 60 Minutes about ex-military personnel that was on the show giving the interview or getting interviewed um, that the U.S. military pretty much sees UFOs every single day. Um, They gave the UFO a new name, uh, UAPs, the military, the United States military or Air Force calls the objects in the sky a UAP. And the UAP basically stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. So they basically don't use UFO, they use UAP. Um, The interview was a very substantial piece of information to the people who love UFOs. Um, We've been hearing in the past few months about the uptick of UFO sightings. Um, We heard that the government has classified, or I'm sorry, declassified information about UFOs, that the objects that have been seen on film by United States um, military, um, two pieces of evidence uh, that we've seen from them that was filmed by them are in fact objects that are not of this world. Um, the report went on to saying that these objects, no one knows what they are. Um, they have these very irate movements in the sky. They can ascend and descend in seconds um, at very high speeds. Um, and we're seeing them pretty much more frequently. So not only is this yet another piece of information in regards to UFOs, we have a new term now for UFOs. We have the UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. And um, the report went so um, big or it got so popular this week that multiple people reported on it. Um, Dan Beningo, the one-minute man from Barstool Sports of all places, reported this. Um, It was on CNN. It was all over Twitter. It was on Instagram. Uh, A very substantial report this week in the world of UFOs. Um, We apparently are seeing them every single day. And as I reported a few episodes ago, um, throughout the United States, there has been sightings of triangular-shaped large objects hovering over cities and states. Um, So the UFO thing is continuing to be on the rise. Um, There's a very big report this week from 60 Minutes and a very big report for people that are involved with or in love with UFOs. And the show Ghost Hunters has been greenlit for a potential movie and or big event that will maybe air on Discovery Plus and or cable TV, most likely on the travel and or sci-fi channel, which Ghost Hunters originally appeared or was aired on sci-fi. This is an episode that I really wanted to do earlier, but I wanted to get the most adequate information about what I'm going to be talking about today. As a child, I was in love with dinosaurs. I was in love with Jurassic Park. I would say that a lot of little boys my age back then loved the movie Jurassic Park and pretty much everybody was into dinosaurs at some point. I'm pretty sure everyone had a rock collection. Everyone was into dinosaurs and had books on them. And the one thing that intrigued me before getting into the paranormal with ghosts and UFOs was the report of there potentially being a dinosaur that can swim underwater and has lived for years and years, millions of years years underwater in Loch Ness and that was the Loch Ness monster better known as Nessie. Um, Reports of Nessie 
and Loch Ness have been like widespread now for years and years and years. Um, unfortunately, in the past few years, uh, it's pretty much a done deal for the Loch Ness Monster. But uh, I'll give you a little bit of information here. The um, Loch Ness Monster, the most famous photo with the shadowy head peeking out of the waters of the Loch Ness was uh, in 1934. It was taken, this photo, by Robert Wilson. It became the most famous photo of the Loch Ness Monster. Um, there has been stories that Robert Wilson practically took this um, bogus event that he did to the grave, but eventually admitted that the Loch Ness Monster photo was indeed a fake. It was some form of a model that was put afloat in the water of Loch Ness, and then from a different vantage point, a photo was taken, and when the photo was brought to the United Kingdom's uh, newspaper, it blew up like wildfire, and there was reports of a cryptid in the waters of Loch Ness. Um, this has been proven, obviously, to be a fake. I no longer believe in Loch Ness, although it would have been cool to have a cryptid dinosaur swimming under the waters of Loch Ness. There are a lot of cryptozoologists, scientists, and marine biologists that can basically put this claim to rest. Uh, some of them being that the animal of that size, an animal of that size wouldn't have the sustainability underwater to live in that small body of water. It's not really that small, but the amount of fish down there, the, um, the potency or the, or the, um, water is not great for an animal that size to be living down there. Um, we've seen tons of shows do documentaries on cryptids, uh, Bigfoot, Loch Ness. And of course, when we watch these shows, for the views, I would say, um, they always get a sonar blip. They always send something down under the murky waters and kind of come across something. You know, we see this in the Bigfoot shows, right? Um, we watch these Bigfoot shows. They have these thermal cameras. They hear a noise. They pan into the woods. They catch a glimpse of something that's giving off um, heat from the body. And they pan and they look into the forest and they see something and then it's gone. And this was the same concept on these, you know, Loch Ness Monster documentaries and TV shows that they get a sonar blip or they see something pass by the underwater camera, but it's too murky and you can't really potentially see what it is. But they say, you know, this is enough evidence for us to claim that there is a Loch Ness Monster and there's something under the water. Um, but let's just face it, um, if you go online and you type in Loch Ness Monster, the more reports you read nowadays, it's pretty much that Nessie, the tale of Nessie, has been laid to rest. But however, there is a substantial cryptid in the United States that has more evidence and more facts and more sightings than probably Nessie has ever got in its lifetime. And that is the cryptid that is known as Champ, coming out of Lake Champlain. Um, lake Champlain is a natural freshwater lake in North America that borders Vermont and New York, but also comes across the Canadian border. The first account that was a highly notable account was in 1819 when Captain Crum, yes, I said Captain Crum, was aboard a scow, which I'm not really a fisherman or someone that is privy to boats, but I'm assuming it's a scow is a mediocre sized boat. Um, so this Captain Crom was aboard a scow on a on the Bulaga Bay. He claimed to see a 100 foot plus long body 
in the water that peeked its head out and the head resembled a seahorse. Okay, so this is this Captain Crumb that saw something back in 1819. Um, it was one of the first reported, first accounts of the Lake Champlain monster, better known as Champ. In 1873, the New York Times, which I actually did not know the New York Times was around for that long. Um, the New York Times reported that a railroad crew saw something similar to what Captain Crumb had seen in 1819. So many years later, a railroad crew was working to put railroad tracks down and they saw something in the body of water of Lake Champlain that resembled something that was seen many years prior. Um, a very large body under the water um, that was seen. Um, now, you know, you could see if you're in the water, I, I go every year to a place in Long, uh, sorry, in Jersey called Long Beach Island and um there are points if you have sunglasses on because sunglasses provide certain UV, UV protection. If you actually look into the water, you could see things in the water. And, you know, it's very, very um, transparent with sunglasses. You could see big things under the water. And you know when you're seeing something big. And there was these fish in the water this past summer in LBI. And my wife let me put her sunglasses on and told me to look. And there was these objects in the, in the ocean swimming around. Obviously, there were very, very big fish. Um, there was no like fin as a shark, and you could see when something is big. So this railroad crew, from the distance where they were working, seen something similar to what Captain Crumb had seen in 1819, a very large serpent-like body um, in the water of Lake Champlain. In July of the same year, in 1873, a sheriff reported a serpent body in the waters. The sheriff's name was Nathan H. Mooney. Now, I'm a firm believer that someone with authority would not just go telling a random tale. Um, number one, if any police officer nowadays went back to his superior or went to the news and said, you know, I seen this eight-foot hairy-like monkey come out of the forest walking bipedally um, on the street towards me and then it just bolted off into the forest, that police officer or state trooper or sheriff would probably be put on to a medical leave until he's evaluated by a psychologist, right? So I always say when people that have authority um, or even doctors or lawyers make claims like this, um, I always feel like there has to be some form of truth behind it. Um, so this particular sheriff in the same year of 1873 reported a serpent body in the waters of Lake Champlain. In 1992, 180 sightings happened with 600 people claiming to see something in the water there with certain photos to boot. There was many, many photos that came out of Champ. Um, squiggly lines in the water that were very large, large or abnormal for something to be in that particular water. Um, something that looked like a head popping out of the water and diving back down. Ripples in the water where certain fish wouldn't be able to cause the ripple effect um, on the brink of the water or the top of the water. Um, so, so many people, 180 sightings, 600 people with claims, apparently saw something in the body of water of Lake Champlain. Now, the most famous photo of Champ was in 1977, where a woman named Sandra Mansi, M-A-N-S-I, took a photo 
of something large peeking out of the water where its body was visible. It had a long neck and the head was almost shaped like a Baronosaurus. Um, If you're not privy to dinosaurs, a Baronosaurus is the long-necked dinosaur, which is an herbivore back then in the um, Jurassic period, I would say, um, that ate from trees. And apparently there was um, dinosaur sea creatures that had long necks under the water. And this woman happened to take a photo at the right time of this thing peeking its head out, looking basically around and before disappearing and she got the photo. It became one of the most iconic photos that of uh, that was from Lake Champlain of Champ. Just like back in um, 1934, Robert Wilson's photograph was the most popular photo of Nessie. So this woman took this photo and it became very popular over there. And she became very famous for this photo. Um, this woman, Sandra Mancy. Um, it became so... Um, What's the good word to use here? It became so it became a, a custom thing for people to see this Lake Champlain monster that the New York State assemblies and, and local officials actually came together to say that there must be something in the water because we're getting reports. Now, here's the thing. We're starting to and I I began the show with the UFO talk, right? When the more and more reports come about and things leak out there has to be something said about it. And when things start being said on a news level or a state official level or even military, that's when you know something is real. So this is what makes me believe uh, the Lake Champlain monster cryptid named Champ more than any other cryptid at this moment in time is the fact that in 1981, Port um, Henry... New York declares, I believe it's Port Henry, New York, declares the water of Lake Champlain a safe place for this cryptid monster dinosaur. Um, it, beca- it became a safe place. It, New York declared it a safe place for Champ in 1981. So New York actually declared a safe place for a animal that is not even documented. It's just been seen in sightings and one picture really that was really good. They declared that body of water a safe place, okay? In 1982, okay, one year later, the state of Vermont, okay, now we're not talking about New York now, we're talking about Vermont, passes a house resolution protecting the Lake Champlain monster. Now, Vermont is recognizing that something is in the waters there. Now, mind you, the Lake Champlain goes into Vermont and parts of Canada. So now Vermont is kicking in its its uh, its enforcement that to protect whatever is in the water there. Now, Vermont is now saying that, yes, there may be something in the water there and we are going to protect it. So no one can be going into the water with harpoons or guns trying to hunt this cryptid that we only have photos of. Um, so that was Vermont in 1982. Now, one year later in that, after the 1982 and 1983, New York State Assembly, the state passes a resolution to protect Champ. So now, from 1981 to 1983, besides from what I gather, Canada, Vermont and New York are protecting this cryptid that is better known as Champ. Um, so with all this, right... This is like a substantial amount of stuff to say that the Lake Champlain monster is actually real. Um, the photo that this woman took, okay, 
it was actually given to people that are professional professionals with you know photos okay and these professional photographers or people that are good with looking at photos that could possibly be doctor doctored um or edited or you know things like that they actually said that the photo had not been tampered with they it, it is not tampered with or edited in any way shape or form the photo is 100 percent real maybe not 100 percent, but 98.90 percent um, I remember watching a show and I, I want to say it could possibly be Expedition X or it could have been another show that, you know, because I watch a lot of these paranormal shows, but these two investigators had went to Lake Champlain and they went to a museum there that has all the information on wildlife in Lake Champlain and includes the tale and the photo of, of the Lake Champlain monster. The woman that they had spoke to in this center um, gave a really good detailed information about the photo, um, speaking about the photo's authenticity, um, speaking about the wildlife in the water. They asked this woman on the show if this could have possibly possibly been anything else, like a fish. And I forgot exactly what fish she says is um, in that area, but there is a large fish that does tend to jump sometimes or surface in the water there and jump out of the water. And if you time the photo the right way, you could be potentially taking a photo of this fish. Now, I believe they did do it on this show, and I really wish I could remember the name of the show, but they did tend to do this on the show, and it doesn't really look like anything um, that the picture resembled. It doesn't look close to the Lake Champlain monster. It just really does look like a fish. The Lake Champlain photo of Champ you could clearly see that there's a body and there is a neck connected to the body and the head is looking out into the distance of, of Lake Champlain. Um, and when they did this test with the fish, where the fish were jumping out of the water, the it doesn't look the same. It's just not comparable at all. Um, they also went out into the water and met with a professional fisherman. Um, this professional fisherman, I don't have the name because I was watching this show quite a long time ago. This uh, fisherman basically was telling the people on this TV show, um, again, I'm sorry, I don't have the name, that he was out on a tour of some sort trying to catch fish, and on the way out um, or the way back, he potentially saw something that was a gigantic mass of water that was riffling the water. And he looked at it and he actually took a photo of it and he showed the people from the TV show what this was. And I don't think a professional fisherman that does these tours, my cat's meowing here, I don't think a professional fisherman that does these tours um, would be lying to these people on a TV show. This is someone that is a professional that fishes for a living. This is how he makes his living. This is uh, obviously a hobby that has turned into a profession. And he was telling them that I don't know what this was. It wasn't anything that would be in this body of water. And to be honest with you, he told them, I believe him. He has seen every fish possible. This is his profession. This was a hobby at one point, and he turned it into a prof uh, profession. And I actually do believe he was on the way back because he was saying that he had to get back and dock and get ready to do another tournament elsewhere. And um, he actually showed them on the on the phone, the phone that he had taken the photo, he actually showed them the people on the show, the phone, the photo, and you know it looked like it was a very large uh, creature of some sort, 
basically just below the surface of the water. Now, do I believe all of this information that I just basically put out there for you guys to listen to? I actually believe this more than anything like I had said. Bigfoot, there's been reports, there's been footprints, but it's very easy to fake Bigfoot. Um, There has been various sightings throughout the world of a potential bipedal ape monster or ape cryptid walking around the forest, but this has a photo and reports, and the one thing that is different between Bigfoot and Lake Champlain monster is the fact that the water is still very undiscovered. You know, we cannot explore the depths of lakes and oceans because it's just a little harder to go down deep and have the camera equipment and the, the capabilities to investigate. And it's very, very possible that underwater, a Jurassic-like creature could have survived underwater and thrived for so many, many years to even, like, make offspring at some point, you know? If this thing is still being sighted, you know, up until years ago, I I, know, I don't really know when the most recent sighting is, but um, it could have had offspring and there could be other ones living under the water. Now, obviously, if there was just two or three, um, that means that there might not be as many. They would be super, super endangered at this point. But people are reporting these creatures underwater in Lake Champlain. A while back, I had watched a sh- uh, episode of Paranormal Court on Camera. And there was an Alaskan boat that was basically sightseeing the icebergs in Alaska. And at some point in the video, the person filming caught a collapsing of one of the icebergs. And when it went into the water and crashed, and obviously they filmed it because it was melting and going into the water, right after the iceberg hit the water, something else surfaced from the water that had a almost like alligator back, but it was like an ongoing S, like a swervy line, and they caught it, and it went into the water. Now, this is ice-cold water in Alaska, and this potential, this person potentially caught something in Alaska that almost resembled the Lake Champlain monster. Um, so this is something that is common in bodies of water where not many people go. Lake Champlain is fairly big. Like I said, it's from New York, Vermont, into Canada, so it's a pretty big body of water um and in alaska there's water out there all over the place alaska you know if you go north of alaska you're in parts of canada if you go west of alaska you're in you know a different body of water there is so much water and the temperature is obviously cold predominantly most of the year there could definitely 100 percent be something living under the water I believe the cryptid under the water thing more than I believe the Bigfoot thing because, like I said, it's very hard to explore anything under the water. We just don't have the capability to fully explore things under the water. Um, I th- what is it? The, the percentage of water that covers the earth out, outweighs the amount of actual land on the earth. Um, we're still to this day discovering things on land, and we have yet to discover or identify creatures that are in the water. Um, so this possibility of this cryptid in Lake Champlain that's known as Champ, um, the possibility of it being real is, is it's up there. It's up there on the charts. Um, I'll believe the Lake Champlain monster or that it could potentially be a Jurassic period monster or dinosaur from back in the day. I believe that over anything. 
because like I said, the water holds many secrets. Um, so I wanted to share this information to you guys and information because um, it's got a lot of weight behind it as opposed to other things that I do talk about. Photos and sightings and dates and sheriff seeing things. Um, the Loch Ness Monster thing, it's gone the way of the dodo. Um, unless someone takes a photo in the water of Loch Ness and people can examine it and it, and it's not doctored or edited in any way, shape, or form, the whole Loch Ness Monster thing is an urban legend or folklore. But the Loch, the, the Lake Champlain Monster of Lake Champlain, that right now is factual to me, as is the UFO stuff that's going on. So I just wanted to give you this episode about the Nessie versus Lake Champlain because in this battle of cryptids, Lake Champlain's monster Champ has taken this battle. Um, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter with the same social media media name, SWAB underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. I like to thank the Anchor app always for letting me get my paranormal podcast out there. Thank you for the 200 followers that I have on Instagram now. I have 200 followers. I came a long way. 200 sounds like a low number to other Instagram accounts, but to me that means everything. Um, please tell your friends and family and everyone else that likes paranormal about the Say What Again Billy podcast. Um, and until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.